going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 228, where tonight we're talking about Army of the Dead from Netflix and the rest of Invincible from Amazon episodes 5 through 8. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. And we have a very special guest today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Amy? I'm Amy. Amy... Amy is the person I'm living with. She is uh, the payroll accountant on my show who was also the payroll accountant on Army of the Dead. So she may be able to provide us some insight and answer some very infuriating questions that we have about the movie. That's so, a lot of pressure. It, 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 is. it is. So that being said, how are how was your week, gentlemen and lady? People. You can just yeah. say people. My holiday weekend was fantastic. I had a friend come in and and spend some time with us and my family. It was great. Chris had a friend from Hungary. Yeah. How was that, Chris? He was Hungary, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Not a, a minute and 13 seconds in. We couldn't survive a minute and 13 seconds. You, thought, you thought this wasn't going to be a shit show. You were wrong. <laughs> fair enough. Fair. What about you, Roger? How was your weekend and holiday weekend? Um, I mean, I worked. I drank all day yesterday in celebration of Memorial Day. Does that count? <laughs> it does. Of course it counts. It's very patriotic. It was. They were American beers. And that's a weird part of my country. That's right. Amy, how was your week? I, I don't ever, I mean, I don't see you in the office but a few days, so. Um, it was good. I got some cats. I'm really elevating myself to crazy cat lady level. I'm excited about it. I'm here. Doing my I mean, first podcast. You, you went. You went for two at one time. That's well, insane. they were pair bonded, so I couldn't oh, get just one. That's so insane. Cute. What the hell insane. is pair bonded? Explain uh, this to we. We had to listen to it too. Like they mate for life. <laughs> like that sort no. of like <laughs> They're siblings. That's disgusting. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Why would siblings mate? Place. You took it to a bad place. I did. You did. Yes. <laughs> ancestral, ancestral cats. <laughs> can we not? About my can cats we, that way. Can we not throw blame at the guest, please? My goodness, Roger, you've been on the show for like four minutes and you're already verbally abusing the guest. My goodness. Blame goes where it's deserved. I have questions. <laughs> you no you wait till we get into the movie. I'm, oh, I'm. I can't answer. I have just as many questions as you have. Let's be real. Good. That's fair. All right, that is indeed fair. So everyone's good. Everyone's good. Explain their week. I had a good week. I had a good. Vo- I didn't do much over the holiday weekend. I just watched movies. I actually watched the first, the first two Conjuring movies, which are pretty fantastic because the next one comes out next week. And uh, I watched some other Possession movies, which thoroughly freaked me out. Yeah, so, I had a real Possession kick this weekend. I was. I watched like seventeen movies. <laughs> a lot of movies. Um, so that's what I was going on. So I was going on. But we are. This is we're recording on. The Memorial Day weekend, holiday weekend. So we'll have box office for you. And then tomorrow I'll post the actual box office along with the posting of this episode. So anything else, guys, you want to say before we get into the episode? Now let's dig in. All right. This is episode 228 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which is New York time. I'm waiting for you to put something in, Roger. Like, oh, it's also Budapest time of this this time. I mean... Um, Great. Which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and the movies of the week. Let's jump into the box office. Without any, without surprise to anyone, A Quiet Place Part 2 did $48.8 million domestic. That's a great number. Doing 
yeah. First week of 80, no, the first weekend of 80.5 million. Hell yes. We made a good movie. We made a good movie with that one. Oh yeah, Amy also worked on The Quiet Place Part 2, so she will have insight for us next week as well. She sounds so much more successful than you, Grayson. I knew. I, I didn't. I knew that was going to come. I didn't know. Jeez Louise. All right, number two. I just got very lucky. <laughs> Cruel Ella. Sorry. That's what really two. famous people say. You should also give thanks to God and say, just work real hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. It's Jesus. It's my parents. That's I'm right. Only, I'm only go. one woman. Yeah, you know. Only one woman. If, All I, right. if this was like a year ago, Harvey that's right. All part of a bigger picture. We worked hard for this as a team. All right, number two, Cruella, twenty-one point three, bringing in forty-two point six million. Spider from the Book of Saw, two point three million, bringing its worldwide total to a very disappointing twenty-seven point one million. Wrath of Man still in the top five, two point one million worldwide gross. Brace yourself, boys and girls, eighty point four million. That's a very respectable number for that movie. And Raya and the Last Dragon still in the top five. Brings worldwide million to 128 million. It just won't die. It won't go away. It will not go away. But I mean, kids, I don't, man. Yeah, I mean, well, in order for a kid to go, a grown-up's got to go also. So it's kind of built-in. Box That's not true. Yeah, but like, do That's most not always parents, true. But do most adults go to see? I, I genuinely am asking this. Do most adults like are are those numbers mostly from adults going to see those? Is it mostly because adults are bringing kids to see um, movies like that? It's both. Yeah, actually. There you go. So if you make if you make a movie that's entirely kid centric, it's hard to get a bigger crowd. But if you make a Pixar movie or Shrek or something like that, you get the family, not just the kids. Yeah, like you uh, want a family movie, not a kids movie. Yeah, I think it's one of the reasons why we feel like Mitchell's and the Machines would have crushed it in theaters because it was it, it was funny all the way around, even for all audiences. That's a good one. I, I yeah, that's a very that's a very good one. Uh, Look at me all right. Learning things. Learning things. Uh, so let's not this show, you're not. Yeah, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> Jeez. All right, last week brought us Cruella and the Quiet Place Part 2. This coming Friday, June 4th, The Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It, Spirit Untamed. June 10th, Infinite. June 11th, In the Heights, Peter Rabbit 2. That's a weird time for that movie. June 16th, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. June 18th, Fatherhood, Pixar's Luca. June 25th, Fast and the Furious 9. Fast 9, baby. That's what hits, and the Ice Road releases on Netflix on that. that that's good. So that's that week's going to be Fast Nine and Liam. Black Widow. I actually didn't. No, that's that's in May. No, May is and over. Honey, May's over. Oh, May's over. So <laughs> listen, listen, sweetheart. No, <laughs> I didn't right, see Black Widow. It didn't. I didn't mean for it to be. <laughs> no, it, it's okay. <laughs> or did I? It's okay. It's 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 July ninth. The Black Widow's July ninth. There we go. Is that what so, it was before? No, it was definitely in May uh, or June. I don't remember which, but it was definitely why, before why this. Things this it kept on getting pushed back, actually, because I was excited, then I was excited, then I was irritated. So, mm. oh, This That's is a July real night. professional situation we got going on here, and I'm really – I'm in awe. Thank you. All right. The July 4th weekend brings us a boss baby family business, the forever purge and the tomorrow war all. So I have to talk about boss baby for a second, oh, a movie man. that I have no desire to see, but I understand that both of you do mm-hmm. really. This also launches on Peacock. Mm. Oh yeah. Actually. Yeah. My, uh, my wife pointed that out. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, is this sir. a, is this a reimagining of the first Boss Baby, or is it? It is a continuation of the Boss Baby story because apparently we didn't get enough the first time around. That movie is very clever. I will have you know, I love that movie. Is better than average. Yeah, you have to tread lightly here, Amy, because 
Grayson and Chris both love Boss well, Baby. As someone who is subjected to all kinds of kids' movies because of kids, I think that's one of the better ones I've been I've been forced to watch. Good. I would agree and with you. I would agree with you. Yeah. Very much. Animation style is unique. It looks good. It's crisp and just, crisp. it's funny enough. So yeah, I'll, I'll take another Boss Baby. How many kids do you have that that make you watch these movies? Uh, two. Oh, okay. Amy, if you could, whenever you talk, I hear like jangling of something. So whatever you're doing, just jangle. Just be mindful of that. I have perfect. no idea what that would be. No, it didn't happen that time. So whatever you didn't do, don't do it again. Fair <laughs> Are you berating her on set? Oh Jesus. my goodness! Oh my she's goodness! On. Guys, we're live. This is happening. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. So that's. Uh, I assume that we God, will get. We won't edit anything. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes do. I spend a couple hours on this. Um, July 16th is Cinderella Escape Room Tournament of Champions. What is that nonsense? Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mortal Kombat. Was that one movie, Cinderella, The Escape Room? <laughs> Tournament of Champions. No, I want to see that. Oh, no, I'd maybe. watch that. Wait, is it Escape Room Tournament of Champions? Yeah, Escape Room uh, colon Tournament oh, of Champions. Okay. Oh, I thought there were three movies. Yeah, I'm no. no. like, Tournament of Champions, like, you know, like the Guy Fieri show on Food Network? <laughs> yeah. The chef's cook-off? Because right. that shit was cool. All right, finishing out July is Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, Old, and Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. And then the July 30th, The Jungle Cruise is back on the docket. So Thank that's God. what's coming in the near future. I'm actually really looking forward to them. I love it. That is Rock, also right? on Premier Access for Disney+. It, Plus. it is. It is. Keep There's saying things won't be, but they're goddamn liars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just finding that people are buying it and staying home and spending the money. So, I mean, whose fault is it really? But, you know, it's no one Nobody's. else's fault. But it's, they're making more money that way. They made $200 million with Milan by doing that. That's true. Plus whatever box In peak was. pandemic, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Hulu. And to go with our zombie. Palm Springs. As always, Palm Springs is a damn 10. If you've not seen Palm Springs, you Amy, owe it to yourself. have you ever watched Palm Springs on Hulu? <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm going to be absolutely chastised for this. I have not, but I have heard great things about it week after week listening to Grayson's half of this conversation. Yeah, get, so. get the fuck off this podcast. Whoa! No, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> I will oh see my myself goodness. out. Yep, exactly. Just leave. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. <laughs> All right. So sticking with the zombie theme this week, Zombieland is on Hulu by director Ruben Fleischer, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin, Bill Murray, 2008. 28 Days Later by director Danny Boyle, Killian Murphy, Naomi Harris, Christopher Eccleston, Brandon Gleeson, 2002. Those both have sequels. One happened, you know, about ten years too late, but the other one happened two years later. And then the third one, The Crazies, by director Breck Eisner, Rodham Mitchell, Timothy Oliphant, Daniel Pennebaker, Joe Anderson, two thousand ten. That one I like more than most people. A lot of people really didn't like that movie. I but liked that movie. I, but I, I love oh, anything Timothy Oliphant does. Like the, I, the I Crazies. Mean, He's no. great. He was a good sport. He thought I called him a bitch, and he was lovely about it. So he was – he's the one – anything he does is magic for me. Wait, what did you call him? Like, did you call him that? So I didn't like, call no, him I actually anything. called him a bitch. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't talking to you, sir. <laughs> I was driving through the back lot on Fox one time on a golf cart, and I saw a friend of mine that I had worked with several times. And I was driving past someone who was very tall, very thin, wasn't really paying attention to him. And I drove by him, and she was maybe like five feet in front of him. And I yelled out, get in, bitch, we're going shopping. 
And oh, from 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 good from, from Mean um, Girls. And he yeah. goes, "Oh, okay, thanks," and got on the back of the on the back of the golf cart. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And I looked back and was like, "Oh my god, it's Timothy Oliphant." He definitely just responded, thinking I called him a bitch, but got <laughs> on the golf cart anyway. That's it was great. it was great. It, but he, I, everything he does is magic for me, and that movie was surprisingly lovely. All right. Well, there you go. Testimonial from someone who experienced it firsthand. Mr. Timothy Ryland Oliphant. Gibbons. <laughs> there you go. Himself. Yeah, the Justify. That was shot in PA. Some of it was yeah, shot in PA anyway. Incredible show if you've never watched yeah, it's it. Yeah, really, actually, it is, it is a really good show. I've only seen the first season, but I've always meant to go back. Trust me. It gets way better. I've always meant to go back and see. Let's talk about some trailers, Amy. I understand you have not seen them, so feel free to chime in if you want, but don't feel obligated. Wait a Gentlemen, let's talk about Loki for one second. It actually comes out in a week. Yeah, yeah, so, my body's ready. I am not ready because I don't like all this tomfoolery that's about to happen. Oh, oh yeah, because you can't deal with timelines and stuff. I yeah. can't, no, 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 no. What I can't deal with is characters coming back from the dead because then it makes death completely he irrelevant. Ain't dead, bro. I know, no, I'm not talking about Loki. I'm not, because we all knew Loki. Even when he died in that movie, we all knew that wasn't the end of Loki. He doesn't, men like I mean, him don't die like that. <laughs> we don't, but men like him don't die like that, is my point. But, um, I just I don't like that they're going to use this Loki timeline to bring back other characters that you don't know that. I okay okay it. fine. I will bet you that you is still a, owe me a value meal. I'm fine, not I'll, okay. I, 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 I will. Next week. I will. I will double or nothing on the value meal. Ooh. But we gotta Ooh. wait. We gotta wait until Loki until Loki's done. To, no, to, no, because you're next week. I want my goddamn Wendy's. I'll Shrug. give you. I'll give you a win. I owe you one. I'll give you the one. Fair. Oh, so but, I'll give you the one, but it'd be betting for a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Amy, are you still with us? Um, <laughs> Do you I, hear our shenanigans? Okay, great. I don't know how you're going to give them fast food when you are like six states away from them, but no, no, I I'm, trust I'm, that you guys have this worked out. So I'm, I'm, I'm going home. Next here, he'll be here next week for a wedding. Oh, that's right. Wedding. He's going to the wedding. Yes, and that's he, right. And he's perfectly capable of door dashing, so it's fine. That's true. That's very true. Um, yeah. So, but it looks. Inter- I mean, I like the fact that Owen Wilson is in this. I, you know, I, I keep I overlooking that, but why wow. did too actually? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's a, it's a very different thing for him. I just, I, I, I dig it. I mean, look, is Marvel? It's not very different for him. I bet you he's still Owen Wilson. <laughs> I mean, which is probably wow. fair, but uh, I really Marvel... want to make a throwback joke about Keanu Reeves, but I feel like it might get lost. Uh oh, uh oh. We love Keanu Reeves on this podcast, so be careful. <laughs> Go do it at your own peril, Amy. At your own peril. No, I was just thinking about when you couldn't figure out who was in a trailer and you called him Keanu Reeves, and it was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, three episodes ago, I, I cut out my soundbite that I cut out of the show and I put it at the very end of the show. So if you want to go back to three episodes ago and listen, it's actually pretty funny. Um, I cuss a lot and I'm yelling at Roger and Chris as they're making fun of me laughing uncontrollably. We had a good chuckle. I know you did. I know you did. Um, I never laughed during the show. <laughs> he does all the time. It's all pain to me. It's all pain. All right, we're excited for Loki. It comes out in a week. I'm sure it's going to shake up the Marvel timeline, but we're excited. Let's talk about another Marvel movie. We finally got a full-length feature trailer for Eternals. Gentlemen, chime in whenever you wish. Now, why Eternals seems to be getting some – a lot of people are – it's getting some flack, I understand. What's the flack about? Uh, well, I know part of it is because they went for that whole CGI background thing of the entire like area or whatever where they're like, why do they do this? Like we've seen movies that have entire CGI backgrounds that 
you don't they don't ever work. Um, so that's one of them. And the other one is they're going to have to explain a lot during this movie about why they've never intervened. And in, I don't know the world conquest yeah, yeah. aspect of the, this world. So, you well, know, conquest, half the people being eliminated from the universe is a lot here. That they well, technically half the Eternals would have been snapped away as well. Possibly. Probably. Yeah. So, okay, well, let me play devil's advocate for one second and ask you questions that you usually ask me, Roger, has Marvel given you a reason to doubt anything? No. And I mean, they've earned, they have the ability to tell any story they want, but when you go on the scale of what the eternal should be, because it's a huge cast, mm-hmm. absolutely enormous cast, and this movie's going to be at least two and a half hours long. It's got to be. Um, they, it, it could be one of the rougher runs movies, for them. Yeah. So, listen, I want it to be good. If I'm going to have to sit through a two and a half hour movie, i.e. Army of the Dead, it <laughs> needs to be good. <laughs> um, but, you know, it doesn't always work out. We've got two Game of Thrones actors in this too, right? Yeah, we do. Kit yeah. Harrington and uh, old Rob, mm-hmm. old Jon Snow himself, old Jon Snow. Uh, I'm yeah. actually somewhat excited for the Eternals because I want to see how. It's just someone I never would have imagined this universe. Uh, what's his name? Um, he's been in a couple movies. Um, he calls it one cop a regular racist on the and the, and the one movie we just watched Roger over the pandemic. Oh, Kamel? Yeah, he's. I love Kamel. I think he's great. Listen, he's jacked too he got absolutely jacked for this movie i just want to see how he does he's like oh wilson for me he like oh, he doesn't you're just a regular racist i forgot about that <laughs> that, was, that was during what stuber stuber no it wasn't stuber it was the other one where the him and forget oh Issa ray oh yeah yeah, yeah. the uh, were on the, that weird like comedy murder movie like the weird yeah. like it got weirdly dramatic at times yeah mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was it. But I like. I think he everything he does. I I thought Struber was just the funniest thing. I just laughed so hard. Everything he does is great. I think. I th- I don't think he can do any wrong. So I'm excited to see how he does. I just never would have pictured him in the in a Marvel universe. So we'll see how that goes. I have an honest question here. Oh, sh- of course. Do we think this is a situation of like um, because of the pandemic, they had to do kind of like a bottle situation where they filmed everything on in front of a green screen or do we think this is like a marvel jumping the ship like what do we how do we feel about this situation because i know that you're saying like the green screen like everything filmed in front of a green screen rarely works do we think this is a a symptom of the pandemic filming or is this just them kind of being like "Hmm, screw it people are still going to watch it probably both (laughs) okay fair one one directly leading to the other because of the pandemic they're like well we'll be fine because I mean, here's the thing, it might be fine, but watching the trailer, like, you can tell, like, the part where they're, like, up in the clouds or whatever. I mean, obviously, that's all CGI, and it looks like there's going to be a lot of time like that. So, who knows how it actually will shake out. But, <laughs> you'll see if it looks good or bad. I mean, I'm saying that, like, we didn't watch the Avengers, that, like, 90% of that movie is shot on green screen. So, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. I mean, well, yeah, as long as it looks good, I don't really have a problem with it. It was with, like, the Lucas... Lucas gets a lot of flack for this, you know, characters looking at things that they don't they don't really have any marks for. So it's hard to react to something that's not there that's, you know, completely digital. I, I get that. I do. Uh, but I mean, but that's that, that's kind of an inherent built-in problem with any kind of digital world, isn't it? I mean, isn't that always going to be an, a problem? Yeah, but I think Roger's point is valid where most of this stuff shot behind a green screen anyway because especially the larger scale movies when there's so much happening that that can't be Right, no, I totally get you. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, we just watched that one movie, Netflix Stowaway, which, you know, 90% of that movie is also on green screen. 
So, well, I mean, the, yeah, I but was, that movie had a cast of four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's like true. literally four. All right, and I'm excited for the Eternals. Probably more excited than you guys, only because like it's just something different in the Marvel. But I don't. Again, I know nothing about the Eternals. Lore wise, I don't. Don't you not anything. like Doctor Strange because of magic? No, it's not. I don't like Doctor no, Strange. Boy, no, 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 because no, no, because we're gonna get into that conversation in Army of the Dead when it comes to consistency. Magic? Like, no, <laughs> just okay. Doctor Strange in the Eternals. No, no, no. But we're gonna. But I'll make that link. But I must have missed that. Part. I just don't. I'm, I'm excited because I don't know who the Eternal. I'm kind. Of, I'm excited to learn for more characters. You know, for the last six or seven movies, we've had the same characters because we're building up to something. But. I'm excited to learn more about what I don't know. So that's Good. one reason I'm looking forward to it. And let's move on to the third trailer, A Father's Legacy with Tobin Bell from Listen, listen, this is 100% the Saw prequel we've all been waiting for. <laughs> I sure hope so. Wasn't that Home Alone? Wasn't Home Alone the Saw prequel? Home Alone is the basis for Saw. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and fill Amy in on, on your theory behind Kevin McAllister and Home Kevin Alone. McAllister hunted those men across three states. <laughs> <laughs> Sent them through the saw house of wars. He stalked them. He could have left at any time. He could have called the police. He tried to murder those men. So are we saying that Kevin McAllister is Jigsaw? We or are. he's Jigsaw ripped him off? Oh, good question. Roger, I'll leave that up to you. Both work. So wait, you okay. think Jigsaw is a ripoff of Kevin McAllister? Like Kevin McAllister copycat? No, <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Like, is that is the theory that Kevin McAllister is Jigsaw, or that Jigsaw ripped off Kevin McAllister? That's what I'm. I don't know. Either one actually theory. works, but you All know, right. Kevin McAllister is Jigsaw. This is the better buy. I do. <laughs> sure. I mean, I could, I would buy that. Hmm. I, I could buy that. So what do you guys think about just the movie in general? I mean, I don't really know how I feel. I watched the trailer twice now. I don't really know how I feel about it. This could be one of those movies that's really entertaining all the way through and has some good character pieces, or it could be really fucking boring. I bet you this movie's <laughs> a disaster. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think the only reason he got made is because Tobin Bell said yes. Excuse me. Um, he looks super old, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, but man, he's got one of those iconic voices now because of <laughs> because of Saw. <laughs> Dude, he was. I mean, okay. Well, I actually just watched all the Scream movies, and I forgot to bring that up at all during the student, during the Saw conversation, but Scream, the Scream voice is also another one of those very iconic voices that, you sure. know, it made the movie, it almost made the movie what it was. It certainly made the the, the, the two sequels, the three sequels so far, and soon to be, you know, soon to be another sequel. It certainly made them, because Aren't there like that, five Scream movies? Yeah, yeah, five just wrapped up in North Carolina, but four didn't really have much to do with the rest, I don't... Yeah, but four was actually a good movie. I didn't, I, I didn't think so, but that's just... I mean, that's fine. You're wrong. When, 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 when Saw 5 comes out, we can, we can d- d- debate the, you know, validity of the first four Saws, but... Uh, yeah, I think Tobin Bell has, you know, made, his, made himself a nice little legacy based on Saw, so that's always a good thing. But, I mean, I'm, I don't know how I feel about A Father's Legacy, because it's... It starts with like a very serious tone, the trailer, and then it gets like really not serious, and then at the end it goes back to very serious. So I don't really know how to take it. Well, I mean, it's got to show them possibly bonding. So I, I, possibly, one hundred percent. We don't know. We don't know yeah. for sure. We'll have to find out. But I mean, listen, if he ends up in a house of horrors, don't be surprised. <laughs> and with a saw but, on the floor, is that still there. bonding for him? Then could be. Feels could like be. it. Right? <laughs> could be with, yeah, Tobin Bell. He's all about it. All right. I mean, yeah, very possible. I still very prefer nice. Roger Jackson's voice over Tobin Bell. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, the, I don't know. It depends on which scream you're taking his voice from. 
I think he did he he did his best work in the first one, but but Tobin Bell also is very menacing. I mean, the that's also a very menacing voice over the recorder that the person listens to each time before they play their game. So I really don't know. I mean, I guess it's personal preference. Guys, what do you prefer, Chris and Roger? Which voice do you prefer? I've only seen one Scream movie, and I was 11 years old and terrified. So. <laughs> oh, they just scared the <laughs> shit out of you. It did. I'm going to say that's a win for Roger Jackson. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair. What about you, Roger? I'm indifferent either way. I'm going to vote Tobin Bell, so that's just me. Oh, good. We're still split. We, uh, we, yeah, we, we are. Good. When I, when I abstain and no one else has answers. <laughs> no, no, no. But, well, Chris said Saw. I mean, Chris said Scream. I said Saw. What do, you, what, what do you say? Oh, I say Scream. Roger Jackson all the way. Fair. So Scream wins right, right now. Oh, should I say Saw just to jump yes, please. in at the Thank time? No, <laughs> yes. I won't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it was anyone else but me, you would have done it. No, nope. anyone else but me. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. 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 You silly, silly banana. Let's get into. Well, let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Let's talk about. Let's finish up Invincible for take ten minutes. Finish up Invincible on Amazon. Ten minutes. Um, I got forty-five. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, got, I got at least right. a half hour to talk. Let's about. talk about Invincible, and you can just chill for a little bit if you do not mind. So and Invincible is incredible. Yeah, Invincible get is it? really good. I get it. it. Oh my god! Is this good. the cartoon thing that you were watching? Yes. See, listen, you're, you you already said the word cartoon with condescension in your voice. I don't agree with that. Knock that off. <laughs> it's the animated series we finished up on yeah, Amazon. We did. It, it, it is, it animated is. series, not cartoon. I'm sorry. You know, she she heard the, several weeks ago we were arguing about what to watch, this or Jupiter Ascending, whatever that, what Jupiter's Legacy. Um, mm-hmm. I was all about Jupiter's Legacy. And, like, I mean, that was the Netflix thing. And, like, yes, Chris, you happen to be right about Invincible yes, getting, getting the better. And Chris, thank you for that. Chris happens yeah. to be right every now and then when it comes to these Amazon picks, but it's cool. You just yeah, you know. It. Yeah, I mean, no. Okay, you you gave us Sound of Metal, and you also suggested the Vast of Metal out of whoa. nowhere. Whoa, I gave us Sound of Metal, sir. Well, well awards <laughs> gave us Sound of Metal, but Chris did give us Vast of, out, out of nowhere. Chris like, well, heard about this one movie, Vast of Metal. He did give Vast of Night. Which yeah. was really that was a sleeper. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid 10, too. My goodness. But right, was it Palm Springs? Ooh. Oh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But was it? Well, what's what's better, um, Palm, Palm Springs? Springs. Or... Don't, don't, don't Palm Springs is a better movie. Listen, <laughs> one of those is Vast Night. The other one got nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, let's finish up Invincible episodes five through eight. Roger, why don't you walk us through what happens in these last few episodes? Well, lots of stuff happens actually, but uh, we'll cut to the important things. Um, at one point, they end up in a college town mm-hmm. for you know reasons <laughs> and people get kidnapped and you know invincible robot things are made and you know people end up dead you know things like that happen dad exposes himself as the actual bad guy a guy that was once beheaded comes back to life that is you know promptly severed again <laughs> um, and in a very violent very violent fashion and don't forget this is of course a uh, from the creator Robert Kirkman, who brought us The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. the uh, insanely popular franchise. You know, video games, movies, TV shows, it just spawned everything. Him yeah. and Amber break up, yeah. get back together, yeah. kind of break up again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we also got the motivations of um of one of the more interesting characters in Robot, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah. That robot made himself a clone of Rexplode, yeah. child, which <laughs> Why is you weird. Why you well, I mean, we knew some of those things. Like we saw the pieces, the pawns moving early in the in the in the season. We just didn't know. I mean, but we knew kind of vaguely where they were going to end up. 
Well, yeah, but Robot was one of the ones where we weren't sure if he was going to be good or bad or like what the intentions were behind it. Yeah. Zachary Quinto voices Robot. How I think really good job. Did Robot have right? He could still have some more. Many. I mean, he has several. Many. I mean, at the end of this, we see like hundreds lined many up. Robots. Yeah, so many robots. Um, of course, Stephen Yun is Mark Grayson. He's the main character. J.K. Simmons brilliantly voices Nolan Grayson, the Superman adept for that world. De- Sandra Oh is Debbie Grayson. Zazie Beetz is Amber. I could go on, man, but there are so many voices. Those are the main ones. Walton Goggins. Is- Logan. Goggins. <laughs> yeah, Walton Goggins, Zachary Quinto, um, Jason Mentzokas. He's Rexplode. Uh, there's a there's several. I'm Clancy Wait, Brown. He sees robot as like little Rex, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so, I mean, Mark Hamill. Even I mean, there's several voices in this in this one, and it's so, it's very very good. I'm not a I'm not a Seth Rogen fan at all, but I I think his voice for his character is perfect. And ironically, he doesn't actually talk, which is also kind it's of all mental to telepathy. Yeah, but I I love his character in this. I hope there's more of him in the next one. He's not just here to set up these like these little like these bridges to the next arcs well okay so you guys are more of the comic book than me are, are we gonna see like are do you think we will see seasons two seasons three maybe more than well that? they've already greenlit season two and three yeah um that i think brings us up to where the comic book is actually at like because they have a full compendium which is at least a thousand pages nice. so yeah there's a there's a big story there and I was talking to Chris. I might actually buy this compendium, but then I was like, I don't know if I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, right? Yeah. But even if I did, I think it might be badass. You know I, what? I, think- I actually, in season six, I bought the Walking Dead compendium, and I was glued to it for like a couple of weeks. I was really correction. Manly. There are three Walking Dead compendiums. Well, I brought well, I bought one of them from a local comic book shop I was going to, but I really enjoyed at least that timeline. I thought. Well, I then, the whole the whole compendium thing obviously puts in more than what they can put into a TV show. So there, I mean, books always have more comic books or regular books. Doesn't matter, right? Um, but yeah, there's always good stuff in there. Yeah, do no, it's compendiums just... usually come with TV shows to explain what's happening, or do you get uh, so a compendium? Make them... It's just a bunch of the comic books all put together, like one super graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Normally, graphic novels encompass like one story arc. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, where a compendium might be like four story arcs. Yeah. So, like, legitimately, it might be four years worth of comic books all put into one book. So, oh, so you don't have to have like a TV show or a movie for them to no, come out. No, they could no. just come out with one if they have enough seasons yep. of or enough stories. It just happens that Robert Kirkman likes compendiums, yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> well, he just Fair he, enough. He, he likes money. He writes. He, he writes a lot. Yeah, but I mean, he's a good writer. So I mean, yes, you're should, right. He should keep writing. Keep keep writing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, what do you guys think about? Well, episodes five and six are, I think, somewhat tame compared to what, what happens in seven and eight. Seven. Oh, God. Seven, seven is, is insane. Seven is insane. Yeah, seven is pretty brutal. How many people do you think died in that episode? A lot. A like ton when of they people. Just, he wrecks Chicago. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, well he the, wrecks him by throwing Mark through buildings. Through the city, basically. Yeah. And I don't know. The, the one scene that I think they did really well making you just go, oh, man, that sucks, is when he's trying to save that woman. And he and rips her arm. And he's just got her arm left because the rest of the building fell down around her. And that's like, oh, God, that's mm-hmm. tough. You know, that whole scene was really well done. Hard to watch, but in like, in like not in like, this is so gory, we can't see this. It was hard to watch because it was, you know, we followed these two characters. You know, one of them, the main character, so the other one, kind of the, the other main character in this big storyline piece. 
just watch them just fall apart, you know, and away from each other and just it's nasty. Well, yeah, you watch your dad and son literally have it out for the fate of the entire earth. Mm-hmm. What I love is what I love is like an awareness of what was going on. I mean, so when Councilman Stedman's like, there's only one person that can take him on, and that's you know, and and it, Debbie's like, no, his, <laughs> Debbie's like, like, he's not ready. He's no, he's not, like. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, I love the explanation of like his character rules. By the way, yeah, I like him. Whose character, Stedman? Mm-hmm. Like the councilman? Yeah, he's that's Walt, Walton Goggins. Yeah, I, I like yeah. him. I see Cecil Stedman. What I loved about the about that kind of sequence is he's explaining to his son like, I've been alive for thousands. Like the the older you get, the slower you age. So you're going to be here long after By the, the time you get to thirty. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be here long after the Earth has. All the dust from Earth has cleared and it's gone. You're going to be a thing still. I'm like, holy moly. Uh, but I like – I kind of really dig where the father was going with that. I know, I know you're not supposed to because you're supposed to really just dislike just, just Because he's the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, but like you, it's not like that's any kind of a surprise though. I mean – No, I mean they pretty, lay, they pretty much lay that out about 10 minutes into the very first episode. No, 50 minutes into the first episode. Yeah, I, I, I agree <laughs> with that. Um, I really enjoyed that though. And, like, and then there was a song they played – um, if you are familiar with that, I can't – I'll bring it up here in a minute. But there's a song. It's called We Are Infinite, um, The Lighthouse and the Whaler. The, the, the plays with uh, – some of the lyrics are about you know gods and how they interact and should know their, know where they are. Like I thought that was a good choice for a piece of music to play. Um, in one, it wasn't what that, that was the last episode for that plays? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of winding down everything. It just happened and, of course, you know the main villain is – He's gone, and it's just like, but he's going to be back, and it's like one of those saying, like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, I um, do. I do love that. By the end of the last episode, everybody knows who Mark is. Yeah, everybody. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, like, I'm no. okay, but that's I'm okay with that. Like that that's kind of hand in hand with Marvel films. Yeah. Well, so the, the the last episode, the second half of the last episode, is definitely just the setup bridge for the next season. So it was it this coming off of episode seven into episode eight. It definitely, it definitely like just takes this nosedive down and like what what feels like very serious and in your face, and it's just kind of like okay, mellows out. This is where everyone's at, and it, it definitely leads into the. It end doesn't the end so intensely. Well, so that's the Game of Thrones phenomenon, mm-hmm. where you have the biggest stuff happen in the third or the second to last episode. Yeah. So you don't end on a real cliffhanger, mm-hmm. you know, like a big battle cliffhanger. There's always the repercussions of that battle. Yeah. That's how, like, the last four seasons of Game of Thrones ended. True. Whatever was going to happen that was the biggest part was happening in the second to last episode. Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay, because I also be like, well, I don't know what happened. you got to wait a whole year, you know, unless, you know, hey, spoilers, Jon John Snow came back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's really, oh, my God, <laughs> ruined everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I I was really impressed with Invincible. Um, for the first, honestly, in the beginning, the art style wasn't really doing it for me. And then as I adapted to realizing why they did things, me and you actually had a conversation, Chris, about some of the level of detail they put into yeah. this. Like when during the big battle in uh, episode seven, where the immortal sticks his fingers into Omni-Man's eyes. Yep. And then for the remainder of his time on Earth, yep. he had bloodshot battered eyes yep. like you don't have to be that consistent and they were yeah yeah because, because that's usually something i said this when we were talking about it that's something like that happened in episode seven right so yep. most times in an episodic form in episode eight even if if it's the same day same time same scene 
that will have gone away. Like the animators, you know, they'll go back to just, you know, having those white eyes. But he was bloodshot, like like uh, Roger said, all the way till when he leaves. And it's like mid episode eight that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's just a it's just attention to detail like that that I've noticed in this. And I almost want to rewatch it to see how like, what you missed that I might have missed. They did a really good job with details. Well, the other thing, same episode series, though, is when in 8, when they blow up the house, or excuse me, in 7, when he blows up the house with a Mm. nuclear bomb, how his outfit is dark and burned the whole rest of the time. So there's got to be more stuff like that. I mean, they did leave the blood spot on the wall at the Guardians of the Globe (laughs) place. So, so, so. Coming off of the 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 animation style talk and like the, the attention to detail, I did want to ask. I think, well, not ask. I'll state. I have an appreciation for animated stuff. Obviously, I'm sure I'm, I'm the animated guy. You know, I, I I like watching anime and all that kind of stuff. There are there are things that were done in this that could only have been done because this was animated. The brutality that we got, the the shock value, and a lot of that stuff. It's really hard to do when you have actors. So the fact that they did this with animation I, was a really, really strong decision that they went with. Probably saved them a lot of money, too, and sure. all the time. But it's stronger because it's animated. And a lot of people have a problem because, oh, well, it's a cartoon. I can't watch it. This is not a cartoon for kids. Watch this show if you like superheroes. Oh, it's R-rated. It's That's so for sure. good. And <laughs> for it, sure. it's only able to accomplish what it does because it's animated. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say there's a lot of F-bombs in this. A lot of F-bombs. Yes. I mean, in I Savage like last brutality. comment might have been pointed at me. No, we actually had that same conversation with somebody else at uh, well at our work today. Yeah, where he said he doesn't like things just because they're animated, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." Yeah, because just because something is animated does not mean it's for children per se. Um, but you should never give stuff a chance. Yeah, but yeah, even, no. even even stuff that is animated for children, like How to Train Your Dragon, Roger, both you and I, those are children's sure. man. Those are all three of those movies have a combined like. Maybe a twenty nine out of thirty score. Those are just so good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just because, yeah. I mean, this is like a conversation I've been having since I was like fifteen. With friends, just because anime doesn't mean it's you know. But some people have their you know they don't want to watch animated things you know. I mean, but like, who are we to say that's wrong? To, you know, I mean, are we? So you wait till we get the Super Mario movie. Oh, I was just saying, if someone has that, that I mean, it's like, coming. is that worth the is argument? Really? Yeah, Super Mario. Me. Oh yeah. Why don't you why don't you tell her, Roger? It's coming her, from Illumination. Why don't you yeah. tell her about the bet? What bet? About oh. how it's going to make a trillion dollars? No. And for some reason, you don't think so? I don't. Okay, Amy. So the Super Mario movie. If you had to pick one video game character you thought would make a billion dollar movie, wouldn't you pick Mario? Because I sure would. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. So here, here's Pac-Man? the. Pac-Man. I don't know. I'm trying That's to think of something that like has been stinks. around longer. I don't know. That's like it's very recognizable. Are you 112 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I earlier comment. Yeah. Get off the podcast. Hey, what <laughs> the hell? Jeez, do not get off the podcast. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. I don't I like think, to bring a controversial spin. <laughs> thank you. I don't think um, with Pac-Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mario will do 100 million domestic in the first two weeks. That was the bet. You're insane. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I just and I bet. Why for? I want to bet you. I think what fifty bucks. I think Roger fifty bucks. Like but I don't. I just don't think it'll do hundred million domestic in in the states. Just hit me up on my Venmo. You, you, can, you cannot still think <laughs> it's a good idea. That's hilarious. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I think it's a terrible idea. But like, I made the bet. and I'm sticking by it. You know. I mean, I, made I appreciate. Bet. Listen, I appreciate it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we're moving. We're, we're, we're moving on. We're, we're moving on. Let's. Um, Any, anything else about Invincible besides I, incredible? I, I. Here's the thing about Invincible. I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing about Invincible is. If you like superheroes and if you don't mind watching something that's a little out there, uh, hyper-violent but has a great story, great characters, then this is absolutely up your alley. There's no reason why you shouldn't watch this. Um, I still don't think – I'd I'd be willing to bet that of this and Jupiter's Legacy, I'd be willing to bet Jupiter's Legacy is viewed ten times more than Invincible was. Yeah, that doesn't actually make a bit of difference to well, me. Well, no, it doesn't, but I mean – Imagine Invincible getting the same coverage that a Netflix I mean, just imagine if Invincible was on Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, of course, there you go. That matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, of course. I mean, I mean, Netflix has the biggest install base besides Amazon. But I mean, a lot of people don't even know they have the Prime service with the, the delivery service. A lot of people still right. don't know I'm that. I'm watching Vinland Saga on there. Mm. Some sweet-ass Viking anime. It's That's good. right. All so, right. Let's move to the movie of the week. No, no, no. Let's score this. Did we score last week? No. No. Okay. Go ahead. Score. Fiend. Fiend. I mean, Chris, go ahead and score it. Okay. So this is this is a hard nine. Like it's it's not perfect. It does have it does fall into its its animated tropes at times, and that's okay because you know perfection is hard to come by. This is a nine though. It has a great story. Characters that you get attached to. Characters that you lose. This is a fun watch. And it's a sometimes it's at times a hard watch. This is this is good. This is a this is a gem. I'll go next. I honestly, I honestly think it's it's a nine as well. Joking with it's a ten, but no, it's it's very good. It deserves a watch. Everybody should see it. Yeah, I was a nine is where it sits. I mean, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's a it's a very good story, very good characters. Um, something that any comic book fan will absolutely adore if they you know take time to watch it. So a nine is where it sits, which is great. I mean, it's wonderful. Let's move to the movie of the week. Oh boy, I feel like this is going to be a heavy discussion. This is I don't <laughs> Army of the Dead, which came out. Uh, when did it? Like release dates. I'm assuming it's not finished yet because I just watched the movie and it clearly. Oh, May May twenty first in in Netflix. This is a Netflix, also theatrical in some places. Um, but Zack Snyder made this, and you all know the sordid history behind. You know, recently, at least in the news, Zack Snyder got his. Snyder cut of Justice League, which took the movie from an hour and 45 minutes to four hours. So that's pretty incredible. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum. Yeah, so. Wow. All right. Dave Batista, L. Ella Parnell, Anna DeReguerera, Omar Hardwick, Theo Rossi, Matthias. It's Omari, thank you. It's Omari Hardwick. Oh, sorry. Mar- mm. Omari. I said his name wrong. I apologize. For yeah, that. you did. Um, one person He's I love. Man. Um, Dieter. He. <laughs> Hiroki Sonata, he was a sword master from... Yeah, uh, Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion, but also a sword master from... Scorpion uh, getting, getting work. Uh, the Last Samurai. No, he's he does all kinds of stuff. He I is, his IMDb yeah. is massive. Um, yeah, but he was in Avengers Endgame. He was the guy that um, Hawkeye hunted down, if you don't remember that. Um, so let's jump into Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Roger, why don't you take um, a few seconds and sum it up for us. All right, zombie heist movie based around Las Vegas. There's a vault that has $200 million in it. They send in a team to go get it. Short version. Fiend. Done. Many problems. And <laughs> our guest today, Amy, she was the payroll accountant on Army of the Dead. And um, Amy, why don't you just take a few minutes and uh, just, you know, if you could, what was your experience on this? Where did it shoot? Um, if you feel comfortable saying stuff like that. Um, well, I want to start off. I was one of them. There were three of us. We worked very hard. 
Um, but I was one of the payroll accountants. I don't want to take credit for Amy and April. Okay. Um, but we filmed because you don't want the blame or you don't want the credit yeah. <laughs> because our job was hard as hell and it took a full team of us to get it done. So I don't want to take all of the glory. Um, <laughs> glory. But we, well, for getting all those people paid, that was glory. Oh no, I bet. Um, we filmed the bulk of the movie in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico at ABQ studios. And uh, we did film a satellite portion in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in the Showboat Casino and Hotel, although it's no longer a casino, it's just a air quotes hotel. Um, it was about a year of our lives that we put into this. A year, really? Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think stuff filmed for a year anymore. It does. I mean, we Guardian, were... Guardians Volume 3 is... We filmed from May until November and then bringing in TIG to uh, cover over um, the parts that Chris D'Elia was cut out of, took it through another couple months. So it did end up being almost an entire year of filming. Um, but then obviously when you work on these productions, you're on it for much longer than the sure. filming. Sure. Uh, so you're in but first filming, outlast, right? Exactly. But the filming itself did take an extremely long time. Um, the, the stunt performers that were working as the zombies were there for, I would say it took a year, about a year of their lives to, to put into this because they had extensive amounts of prep and they had a lot of, um, makeup prosthetic fittings. They had a lot of, um, body scanning that they had to go in and do. Um, it was, it, it was a very... As much as it it may not have translated onto story uh, and onto the screen, uh, the level of detail and art and dedication that all of the people that were involved in this put into this film was astronomical. Like nice. it really did that. He brought he he's really good at putting a team together and bringing in people who are so good at what they do and bringing everything they have to the table and the stunt actors i can't say enough they were absolutely it was incredible to watch them it was absolutely incredible i'll bet a lot a lot of work from them too i mean just oh, that was beautiful good and also a good way to cover your ass a lot of long <laughs> hard a lot of long and hot ass days in zombie makeup i bet mexico yeah, it was very hot. We were filming all through the summer, um, and the zombie holding was right outside of our office window. We were right on the corner of the building, and so we would just see parades of zombies just walking around, like eating sandwiches and like smoking Your cigarettes. Job is weird. Like, it, we, it is a weird job, but we would have like you know fifty to a hundred extras standing outside in zombie makeup, just like you know playing hacky sack and smoking cigarettes and just like shooting the shit on their cell phones. Like it, it's a weird job, but it's so much fun. Mm. It, yeah. I can imagine that they're, they're very expensive for, for extras and um, stunt people. The budget was heavily in those, in those favors. I just can't imagine why they would decide that they needed to shoot in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the summer. Yeah, like, because it's when you don't have the to other worry side about of that, like in the fall and winter where it looks the same, <laughs> it isn't just as hot. 
we actually had a big problem toward the the end of the shoot. People with... dying of heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, we did have on. we did have to worry about the the horse. The horse did have. Oh, because uh, it's covered in prosthetics. It was yeah, a completely yeah. prosthetic suit, and we had we could only shoot for like an hour, hour and a half at a time. Um, and then the ASPCA people were like, "Nope, we got to give the horse like four hours to recover." Um, but we did we did have a lot of of extras that uh, had some heat and altitude uh, discomfort. Oh yeah, because it's really high up down there too. It, it is a tie up, and we had a lot of problems at the end of shooting, um, towards the end of before we went to New Jersey, with thunderstorms, like insane, intense thunderstorms that completely shut down shooting because it's so loud. That like you just get nothing but thunder in the background, but we built the entire back. We I had nothing to do with it. Um, Somebody <laughs> they built uh, are very extensive and and crafted uh, handcrafted sets in the back. Um, all of that, uh, the wall of shipping containers and that whole city behind it was one hundred percent real. Like that was not green nice. screen. I would never have um, thought that. We had a huge wall that was probably like a hundred feet long and like six stories high of just shipping containers that was built in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. And that was 100% real. They shipped in tons and tons and tons of rubble and debris. That was all real. Uh, like they went to construction sites and shipped in actual real crumbled building debris to put in and make it a real post-apocalyptic setting. That's so that was I actually not green screen. That they have to go and get this rubble. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be like, hey, we need because rubble. the no. winds come through so hard that it was going to, if they did it with foam, um, the foam would have blown away or degraded in a way okay. that wasn't like visually pleasing. So they had to use real rubble and real um, like rebar and real cement so that it didn't blow away because it's just, it's flat up there. It is so flat and the wind comes through so hard that it, it had to be real, real broken buildings. Yeah. I, I used to live out that way and yeah, it, it's, you can see for so long because how flat it is out there. It's beautiful. It really is. It's very picturesque. You can take a lot of good Instagram photos, yeah. but it's not great for set dressing because it, it will blow gram. away. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the gram. Yeah, so that puts a cheery spin on it. I mean, the movie itself, we can talk about that, but the actual creation of the movie, a lot of really talented people put in years of work. of work in there. It was a lot of work, a lot of literal blood, sweat, and tears went into that, into the making of this movie. Well, there was there's already a, a documentary on Netflix about Zack uh, Zach Snyder behind the scenes of Army of the Dead, so perhaps... Yeah that if you're interested, that's also available on Netflix. Um, so let me ask you this, and you may not know, but with them using, you know, real rubble, real rebar and all this kind of stuff, you know, and what, the way they have it laid out, it could be kind of, you know, uneven, uneasy footing at times. Were there any injuries because of them using that set of the foam that you know yes. of? Yes. Um, there were injuries, but again, the, the choreography that the stunt people used, they created the choreography around what was actually there. So nice. they had months of prep and they did, um, you know, in sound stages, they were doing a lot of the prep and the fight scenes and the, you know, all of that. But then they created choreography for things around what was actually there to try and minimize the amount of injury. But yes, we did. We did have some injuries, um, you know, just like you do with a lot of 
yeah, yeah, sure kind of action-packed yeah. movie. Um, more often, though, it was it was extras and and people. <laughs> sorry, that was one of the cats. That was a cat meowing. I'm sorry. A zombie cat. Um, <laughs> it was more often than not. It was the um, it was either people succumbing to heat exhaustion, or when we were in New Jersey. Uh, it was poor air quality. We had a lot of mold that we were dealing with, and a lot. Welcome of- to New Jersey. You can't breathe here. Um, so we actually did have to have our respirators that they gave to everyone um, because the the hotel that we were working in, a lot of the parts of this hotel had been closed for so long that there was a lot of you know mold and dust and spores, and um, I ended up getting a really gnarly uh, respiratory infection from it. It was. It was a real gross. It, it was really That's terrible. It was, it was a real experience. It was an experience. Hmm. But I we mean, did. Always... We were living. We were living in the hotel that we were filming in. So that the that hotel riddled decaying hotel. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. We were. We were the living in it for about four months. Um, it was the everything about... that you see on film. We were living in that hotel. How about okay. bed bugs? Were bed bugs a thing? <laughs> Well, now I've said the name of the hotel, so I don't want to like, I don't want to call them out completely. But um, yes. Oh God! No. <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere like, no, it was fine. Oh, my we, we did. I never had to deal with them. No one on my team had to deal with them, but there were a few people who who did claim that they needed to have their their bedding and their their belongings specially washed because of bed bugs. Mm. Oh man, that doesn't. This has gone a different direction. No point. Oh well, let's jump into the movie, Amy. You can answer some questions as we go, but let's um. So the movie is. Oh, it's, hold uh, on, Amy. Have you watched this movie? I have. Yes. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. <laughs> I have questions. Okay, good. Because okay, right. I have thousands. <laughs> I, I have some questions. Um, if you, I don't know if anyone has seen my tweet about. I was so very angry about the opening of this movie because. It's why don't you tell us why, Grayson? It's a combination of how st- how how I, I just don't get why things happen the way they do. About so you're telling me that this military convoy, the people driving it, aren't looking for cars right in front of them that are gonna. <laughs> that is pretty bad. Some 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 lucky just married guy. Well, some dude's it. getting blown going down the highway. Oh he just God. has this car, just basically monster truck over him. Just he just like, are you kidding me? That's how they. When they're we're like, okay, how do we get this crate on the ground? Okay, guy getting a blowjob, he wrecks into them, done, deal, print, move on. I don't okay, understand no, 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 how no. that became a thing. I need to know what your problem is with this scene already. <laughs> I need to know what your problem is. Tell me. Well, my problem is, especially when they're telling him to get the hell away from the crate, like, and then... No, 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 no. stop, stop. You're already, you're already further than I want you to be. That's where, But that's where my what, problem is. What about the car wreck doesn't make sense? Nothing does uh, I want to know why the guy was never saw the car coming down the road. He yes, did. he yes. out of the way. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. no. The, he did and not that see car it. Car is coming at them for a long amount of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and they it don't see a, it. It is a remote stretch well, of highway. The why would they? They're transporting cargo, and there's someone. I'm sure they. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We all watched the same no, movie. Not a lot of cars drove by them. They're the only car on the road. Now hold on, hold on. Now, Roger, Chris, Roger, Chris, hold on. We we watched the same movie. They didn't react until it was too late to do anything. Which, so instead of the guy swords at the last second, uh, fine. But if they had not been bickering about what they're carrying and not having their eyes on the road, that wouldn't have happened. That's all I'm saying. 
My that's issue right. with this, that's as, fair. as someone but... who has known many a soldier, and I'm sure you guys do too, if you are transporting something, you have one eye, at least one eye on the road. Even if you're bickering with your cohorts, you got at least one eye on the road. That's my point. And this car is the only thing coming at them down a long, desolate stretch of highway, and they don't see high beams coming? Like, that's hard for me to buy. Well, and the fact that you can see them on each other, like the headlights coming on their faces as they're bickering. Yeah, okay. That yeah. Part, the, Before that, they yeah. see the car, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's yeah. my problem, Chris, is they, they don't... No, I have no problem happen. that they just barreled through that okay. car. I understand yeah. that that would right. actually yes. happen. That's fine. It should have never happened. Yeah, no, I'm not, that's not what's bothering me. What bothered me is it happened at all, or that's the way that they tried to sell us. That's how the, the, the first guy got out of the crate. Or they try to shoot the guy. And then one guy misses from like six feet of. Well, that's another thing is there's sometimes bullets hurt these things. Other times bullets don't hurt these things. Listen, this is what this, this is what is I'm just, talking about with inconsistencies, people. Inconsistencies. This is I just, also so just Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, you. It's all you. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there. Can we stop with this movie trope of like guys getting head on the road? No one does that. No one does that. That's not a thing. Um, maybe you're wrong. Am about I that. wrong? Am I wrong? Maybe you might I'm wrong. Be a little, right. You might be a little wrong about that. I'm just saying. I'm, you might be I'm a little wrong. A lot of silence. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of silence, so maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I'm just saying All you right. might be a little wrong about that. Am um, I? Am I showing myself off as a prude? Like, is this what's happening here? No, I mean. Uh, let's just move on, shall we? Okay. Let's move on. Sexual histories on the show. That's a different podcast. That's, that's all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, is this an awkward time to introduce the next podcast we're making? No, no, no. one starting this week. So, um, that's my whole thing with the opening. It just makes me because I mean, like, sell to me a different way. Don't sell to me that way because that's none of that opening is believable in any shape or way. And I'm, I understand. I'm saying the word believable in a movie with zombies. I get that. Oh, no, see, I, I know what you say. I know what you mean when you say that. But a lot of this movie removes believability from something that you would want to have some form of believability in. The real problem with this movie is you have a basic idea of a heist, which is the entire crux of this movie. You don't get any other background. Like, there are hundreds of things that happen that there are no explanation for. Not a, hey, you might run into this in here. You don't get any of that. And I'm not saying I needed like some big, you know, four hour epic movie explaining things, but explaining something every now and then would help. Like how much time passes before they give up on Las Vegas as a society, (laughs) right? Like we go from them like getting people out and them barricading it off to a massive time jump where they're like, Fuck them. Nuke them. Like, that's <laughs> what happens here. No, we're, it's their past saving. Let them die in hell. <laughs> like, that's that's what happens. Like, no one's like, I still have relatives unaccounted for there. No one cares. Just no, I, 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 I agree with you. I know less because I am America agreeing with you, man. Choice. America. I'm, I'm agreeing with I mean, but that's a very that, – that, that, that whole thing with after – after you see, you know, the opening and then it goes to the montage with the with you know the song over the over the opening credits, like that's very Zack Snyder-ish. How it does like you see like the people having fun, like cutting up zombies, and it's very, I guess, you know, it's very Snyder-ish in that way. And you know, I mean also in a movie where like you get infected from the slightest scratch, that the, that one guy in the opening is just using that big buzzsaw and getting blood all over his face, mouth, mm-hmm. eyes, never turns. I mean, 
that's again also like I like zombie movies. I take pride in like knowing a lot of zombie lore. Like that bothers me. I, again, I understand that you know I'm talking about a make believe thing here. Which don't even get me started about the whole pregnancy thing. I that just that was yeah. The thing we that, were gonna get to that, and it's like there's a pregnant zombie. That that's what made me the most angry in this whole movie. It was like it's just just the, the idea of it is stupid. I can't even begin to tell you that how that I can understand that that existing through the first draft of the script, but that should have been cut after draft one of five. But I mean, again, though, that's something that's never explained. Never, like, never. Out of all the time that all these zombies were in there, okay, a zombie got pregnant. I get it. I could even see that happening. But just one at the very end. Think you know what I mean? Like, how is that a thing? Well, I mean, you say at the very end. We know it's the very end for them because they're getting. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, as as all of this has come through, like up until this point, no one there had never been a pregnant zombie until then. That moment right there. I mean, I'm not trying to say we're looking for believability here. Just doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, it doesn't. I mean, there would have been dozens of pregnant zombies. Yes. The other issue with that is like she's undead. So she's yes. carrying this baby. She's undead. But then, like, her head gets cut off, and he brings the baby into the room. And then... The weird then swimming it, pool sacrifice the weird area. swimming yeah. pool. Yeah, like that, like, weird, like, you know, dilapidated Shrine. high school situation. No, I was into that. No, that was good. Like, yeah. but then... That but then the baby dies. Like, what was the baby feeding off of? Like, it's like she was dead. What killed the baby? Oh, yeah. there, there's a lot of things that don't make any sense. And why, Und- undead why bodies blue? can't grow babies. What Und- is un- the blue? Yeah. What is the blue? Well, that, that, okay, so that that's the real thing, right? What is the blue stuff? At no point are you. Do they hey say hey? If you run into a zombie and you shoot it and it's blue, that's something different or something special. Now, I assume, just assumption, like that's supposed to mean that those were an alpha zombie. Okay? Maybe I'm right. what they were called was the alphas. In the the scripts, they were the alphas. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. The movie never explains that to us. No, no. That's three seconds of dialogue. Three. But then here's the argument with that. The the douchey uh, cop guy, the like security guard that was in the shades from Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, um, he was blue when they shot him. He was blue, but he was brand well, new. How could he? He be was an bit alpha? by an alpha, though. Yeah, so he was turned into an alpha. Argument, argument. But, but I mean, well, they say if you get bit by an alpha, you become an alpha. That but that they did say during the movie. Yeah, but if but if you're not gonna explain what it means to be an alpha or what the differential is, why even make it a thing to begin with? Well, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. I think they just wanted to have an excuse to have scramblers and runners. But if they're all made from him, because that's the whole idea was that he, the like, the king alpha dude made all of them, wouldn't they all be alphas? Well, so what I believe, I mind you, I don't, I don't know if any of this is true. The whole scenes we get with the swimming pool and like the sacrifice pit and all that, I believe that those are all alpha zombies. Okay, all people that he or another alpha has turned that all follow him. Okay, I don't know if that's right or no, wrong. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I, I think, I think we're confused here. I think it's all the ones that he bites become alphas. Yeah, Wait. that's what that's what you just said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, all, all, if the if the alphas bite, they just become they, okay. They just become shamblers. That's only okay. Where, that explains what yeah, I my only, question. Only was. they're presented okay. to him. So those are the people he, he's turned. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I, I can go with that. Sure. Yeah. All right. That works. Again, though, 
Never really explained no, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, but then the only difference is, like you said, so you do have shamblers, which are, you know, your typical zombies that flop around slowly, barely kill anything. Then you have the big, you know, 28 days later, jumping over buildings, zombies. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right? You know what? So, and on that and, note. And it has a helmet made of steel <laughs> and a sweet-ass cape. Listen. And many I had such a problem with that. How is he the only one that figures out that you wear a a helmet and you don't get shot in the head. How, How many people did he watch out? die before he's like, I need a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> How many other stupid ass zombies well, died? Here's, okay, so here's also the crow. We're, we're, okay, we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with, I mean, the whole thing. No, about, I'll just go at it. Who cares? The, the whole thing about zombies that can think, I, I don't, that's the whole thing with like, that bothered me in the, and 28 weeks later, that bothered me when that one zombie, the one, the, the, the kid's father turned and like, he was able to like, he knew things and he was able to avoid traps and avoid the firebombing of London and avoid gunshots. Like that one bothered me. Now that there's tons of these smart zombies and like there was a queen, a hierarchy. I just, I no, don't, I don't no, know if see, all it, that was. No, you necessary. see, I, I I'm into that. No, that's interesting to me. I'm okay with all that there. It doesn't hurt it being there. It hurts that they didn't that they don't go further into it or extrapolate on it or give you more to make it all make sense and make it matter. See, this movie has all this cool shit in it that could possibly lead to cool things, but it doesn't do anything. Well, they never drive the point home. They never they never give you enough information to make it worth your time. Again, I feel like they, they they had this in here. Just so they had shamblers and runners, and that was just their excuse for why some of these things run and they become spookier zombies. You know, like that's the issue. Or the, the the king, the queen, the hierarchy thing. That's interesting. I think I think some of them can think. That's that's awesome. That makes them more dangerous, and it makes it to where you can actually. Yeah, run. it makes humanity screwed completely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah, also so okay with me. Well, it let's talk about what Roger whole, just said. It it Go adds ahead. to the whole layer, though. It gives it another layer of like. If it was just all a bunch of like shambler mindless zombies, like a heist would be easy peasy. Like that's right. what makes it harder. Like, okay, the reason why it's so terrifying that the city was taken over and why it's such a high stakes situation to go in is because they think, because yeah. there's a hierarchy, well, because no, they totally created an ecoplasmist totally and a, a society within this situation. That's what makes it interesting. So here's a couple of th- So we have the basic story is. A guy has claimed the insurance money on his two hundred million dollars. He sends some team a team in to get the two hundred million dollars. So, but it, there's there's more to it. You know, his liaison goes with them because he has a different mission than them. And you know, as you would as you would assume, someone betrays them, and it's you know, it's it's all very because always yeah be, be, yeah be, because you know the script needs that's to lazy story. It is it, well, Zack Snyder is the king of lazy story Ooh. writing. But I mean, do you notice that shots fired? Well, well, okay, okay. Let's talk about okay. Just take two seconds to talk about Dawn of the Dead for just two seconds. Zack Snyder did that. Dawn of the Dead. You know, he was kind of good zombie movie. It it was good. It was. It it wasn't credited with rebringing it back, but it also had a zombie baby. It did, but she was already pregnant when she got bit. Fair. That so wasn't, wasn't aren't, aren't we to assume that all the, that that baby was, or is, or is that baby made by zombie sex? Zombie know. sex. Zombie I, sex I, I mean, I assume zombie sex. Like, Maybe it's because I'm fucked up. I like to think but. zombie sex. <laughs> fair enough. Whatever. Okay. Fair. Enough. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's awesome. And in the movie where in the movie where they explain nothing, it, it doesn't. In the movie where they explain nothing, it it doesn't matter. 
But I mean, you're right. I'm sorry you didn't get your zombie sex explanation. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I just that's what ruined it for Grace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just assumed that everyone that was pregnant got bitten, turned, and had a zombie baby. Like that was, that was what I, I mean. But like that's what I was talking about when it's just the real. I mean, okay, never, never, never mind. Let's go back to the discussion here. So, Dawn of the Dead was it, it didn't reinvent the zombie genre as 28 Days Later did, but it certainly helped to, to propel it forward and get more of them made. And Zack Snyder was on top of that. Um, did you also love how one of the zombies was wearing a cape and Zack Snyder made the Superman movies? I love that too. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot in this movie that so you guys talk about zombies that think being you don't think that's that's uh, that's a hurdle too far for no. our guys trying. I mean, that's not too nope. much of a of a hurdle for them is not the fact that there's literally ten million zombies in there and you don't have enough bullets. If they start coming after you, you're just dead. Like, I mean, they, they have to be thinking zombies, too, that, I mean... Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, they already know that there's alphas. All like, right, they didn't learn anything fine. new when they got in there. Well, no, that's, that's fine. I, so why not just wait for... I'm asking you because the movie doesn't say any of this. Why not just wait for all the zombies to wither away and die because they're not eating anything to sustain their... I mean, body. most of them had. Didn't you see the burnt pile of shambles as they I'm, first got in there? I'm really sad that we didn't get a rainstorm in them because she even alludes said to... said they go like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, till, wait till you see when it rains. I wanted to see that, but, you know, whatever. Well, no, they're going in there because it's getting nuked. No, I understand that, and then the, then whatever they're going in after is going to be impossible to retrieve. But yeah, well, let me let me pose you a question, and I'm not trying to rewrite this movie. Instead of going in for movies, what if they were going in to get the Queen Zombie? Wouldn't you have still watched this with the same kind of expectation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could have been just of as course you could. Then somebody could have went for the money. <laughs> That's actually a good – if you did it the other way around, it's actually a little better because, I mean, they're going in yeah, – be like, there's $200 million in this vault, <laughs> yeah. right? And some dumbass gets locked down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the whole thing. I mean, have, so is is this a natural evolution? For, I mean, I mean you, you, you have Night of the Living Dead, which the zombies are incredibly slow, yet they somehow still posed a threat. I don't know. But then we have – so is this the, the, the most recent evolution of zombies and, you know – uh, popular culture or cinema is no, but now they you think get another one of these movies. Well, I mean, I I think it makes sense as the evolution of given what people are looking for now. They want the action. They want the they want something that's new and different, and that's like the next step. Like, yes, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I know. This is a genre that I love. But here's the next step. Like, let's take it a little bit further. Well, so let's talk about The Walking Dead for just a second because it's hard to have a zombie discussion without talking about The Walking Dead. But so The Walking Dead has been around long enough that the zombies are barely a problem in The Walking Dead. Like, it's only the people now that are really the problem. So you can't go and be like, well, you know, we've killed almost every zombie or, you know, they're, they've just decayed and died. You have to have something else. You can't just always be like, well, there's a million zombies just wander around eventually something would happen to them they would die or something even if they just wandered into the ocean they would not come back yeah right no they wouldn't you You wouldn't just walk off and you know walk off the the atlantic seaboard and then end up in africa somewhere like that's not really what happens so yeah there has to be something that makes them the apex predator of the situation i don't even know if they're the apex predator in this scenario it's just they are viable enough of an enemy 
that you don't think your people are going to win, right? Because you don't have to be superior. You just can't be so inferior it's laughable. You know, like if they're dropping cinder blocks on zombies, it'd be like, oh, I've got another one. Like, that's lazy. Well, of course no. it's lazy, but I mean, again, I, mean, I, I did I watch a head to... fall off a building and splat like a watermelon, and I appreciated that. <laughs> I appreciated that, especially that because was she was using it as like a bargaining chip. Um, yeah, but I mean, I just, one thing I expect is like, why are these guys going in with anything except a full body armor and 47 clips jammed into their tech suit? Like, why? I mean, I just, things I want to happen in these movies that don't happen. I mean, I didn't. Why didn't they go in with the, uh, the suit from Wrath of Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The full yeah. ballistic suit. Why yeah. didn't, okay, or just... on the lines of this, does anyone else have a real problem with the rate of transformation based on who you are in this movie? Yes, of course. Sure, of but, course. That, but that's always that yes. the shit Again, out of lazy me. writing. So, okay, Amy, Amy, we, Amy and I were talking earlier when we were on the way to go uh, do an errand say, Amy, why, why don't you present your side of the what, what, what you think is, is completely inconsistent with the rest of the film? So, in the first you know, in the opening sequence, when you have the guys that got bit, it's like instantaneous. They're all of a sudden zombies. There's that dramatic wake up, red eyes, look to camera. Um, but then you have Dave Bautista is able to like get off a whole like diatribe to his daughter about, you know, what he wants for her life. Oh, yeah, he's got to have he his death speech. And then Omari is able to sustain who knows how many hours sitting inside this vault, get out, crawl out of the rubble. And of a nuclear blast. Issue. Of, a radiated. of a There's nuclear no blast. There's nothing left over. He could, but that's like a whole nother issue. Maybe that's what slowed down the, the transformation. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe being irradiated. <laughs> but God. he's able to get like a day and a half on, an, on an airplane across feel the like country. A little drunk feeling. And it's like, what there's such gross inconsistencies with it based on if you're a secondary character or a main character. There's just like this you is mean just based sloppy. on your paycheck, it matters <laughs> yes. about how fast you turned. But I mean, but that's the same in every. I mean, it's the same in every big franchise. You, I mean, I mean, look at the Transformers. They sometimes take a minute to transform, and other times they transform in one second. Sometimes there's a character named Cade Yeager. <laughs> That's Roger's most hated name in all the cinema, but um, it's, a terrible. it's a terrible name. Um, but no, but you, you're, you're right. I mean, some people turn immediately. I mean, but like in the context of army, the army of the dead, what's it called? Army of the dead. Is that really, I mean, is that's actually one of the things that I would consider, you know what? That's one of the things that I wouldn't address right now because they have glaring issues outside of, transform but you, you you're right it is something that I'm, I'm sure most viewers notice right off the bat when it when it happened or didn't happen a certain way i also right. just have to throw this out there as an insider one of the things that i couldn't stop looking at was that i know that when we were in new jersey dave bautista shaved his head in the middle of filming and didn't tell anyone he was going to do it he just showed up to set one day and didn't have hair and <laughs> so, so they had to scramble to get this this uh, cosmetic machinery from California. We had to overnight ship it to LA or from LA to Atlantic City that would blast like fake hair on his head. Like oh it, was real, it was real hair, but it was like being glued to his head to make it look like his buzz cut that he had before. And I could not stop noticing it in like half the scenes. I was like, oh God, this happened after he shaved his head because I just couldn't stop looking at it. Sorry, that was. Completely well, not storyline related, but it was another thing that bothered the shit out of me. Well, I mean, I have I have the other thing too with 
pig being digitally inserted into this movie. Yes. I mean, you can tell. Yes. When they were like first coming out and there was they were standing in front of all the like dead shamblers and it was like, wow, they didn't even try to like smooth over the edges. She was just literally just like a gate like a video game piece put in there. It was that was pretty great. Well the part that I noticed it the most is when they first meet her at the helicopter. And like you can see the helicopter almost through her body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Like, oh my god. And there's so many times where they're talking to her, but she's like, it's just close-up shots of her face. Yep. And then it's like wide shots of the cast. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, here's the thing though. I didn't mind that character. It's just, they didn't do a really good job of like, let's transition this in a little bit. So, and they also had like a lot of blurry shots, right? Yes. Like a lot of like, like soft focus. That's cinematography, bro. It's not. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it happened so much that I noticed it. And I just, I, I don't feel like that was. I don't know. So, what okay. it positively, given all we've talked, recasting though, recasting her in that, even though it was the the way that they melded her into them. Sorry, not her. Them. The way that they melded them into the the movie, it was necessary because Crystalia. I have no qualms about saying. He's creepy as fucking person. He nice. He is a shit bag. What? What did he? I mean, why did he get removed from the movie? He's disgusting. Oh, okay, just he's, he's done, bruh. He's done, bruh. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Fair yes. Enough. Uh, my friend Cindy was like, I don't think he's yes. cute in person, but then I saw him and he looks like I said he looks per he looks like a predator. He looks pervy. She's like, I know, isn't that kind of cool? And I was like, not even no. a little bit. Dear God, no. Then, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> And she's like, I know, it's kind of like hot. And I was like, no, it's not hot. It's creepy. And then it came out that he actually is a predatory pervert. And I was like, well, <laughs> at least they did the right thing in recast. Because Tig is a great choice for a recast. He was crap in this movie to begin with. Grayson. What's up? I saw the dailies with him in it. He was crap to begin with. Grayson. I'm listening, Chris. What? This girl you brought on the show is lighting this damn movie on fire. <laughs> well, I mean, she, I mean, look, I, I, I appreciate it. You know, she had problems with it too. I mean, I mean, it's not like I love this movie. I mean, this movie's not great. I mean, what's our motto? What, what's Roger? What's the show motto? I just hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't suck. And sometimes the bar isn't very high, but this is one of those weeks where, like, it's just. I don't know what I was expecting from Army of the Dead. I just was expecting something better than this. I from my, someone I who's my, made this movie before. I think my point is, though, is how come all your friends are cooler than you, Grayson? Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I, I know you're getting at. Thanks. Um, um, so I, I, like I have two questions for you. Then. Though, I, I feel like I need to say this again. As someone who was part of the, the creation of it, the people and the, the craft that people brought to this film I don't know that it's necessarily able to shine through. Like, I don't know if you guys are able to see just how much talent was behind the scenes being put into this film, but the the talent and the, the level of skill and craft and artisanship that people brought to this film was absolutely unbelievable. And it's, it makes me a little bit sad that I know what they brought to the table and I, I wasn't, I can't look at it and go, Oh, I see this person's work shining through. So what, let me, okay. ask you, let me ask you this, Amy, since you probably have better knowledge than the rest of us is uh, there's of course, anything that Zack Snyder releases now, there's a rumor, there's a Snyder cut. Um, did you hear any, do you know of any inside information about a longer version of this or is this the version he 
Like you I, had the script. You read the I, script, so I mean, you must know. I, I'll be honest with you. I did not read the script. Okay. Um, I don't read the scripts of the projects that I'm working on simply because I don't have time and I don't care. Um, That's the spirit. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate. Listen, you don't understand how much I appreciate statements like that. Am I going to get paid to do my job? That's fine. I'll give that's, shit. I'm just there to pay people. As long as like that's that's my job. I don't care what they're doing. I had to pay Sean Spicer. Like that was the worst day of my life. I had to pay him. But you know what? It, other than that, that's all. I don't care what the script says. Um, I know that there was a lot of scenes that I know we did shoot that I didn't see. So I don't know if they got cut or if they ended up just not looking right or if there is something that's coming later that has more, um, you know, that kind of gives a bit more uh, depth and dimension to some of the things that seem to have just gotten glossed over. I just know that there were a lot of, not a lot, there were some scenes that I know were shot because I was there watching them get shot and I didn't see them make it into the film. Well, let me let me just... Let me see if this rings a bell. So on on IMDb, Army of the Dead colon Lost Vegas is a TV series set for 2021 and forward. Scott and and Scotland highlight re, uh, his rescue effort, his rescue crew's efforts to protect all they love during the first phase of the mysterious zombie outbreak in Vegas. Now everyone is cast. It, it, even well, Vanessa Hudgens is cast. I mean, there's additional, and there, there's everyone that was an additional. So, I mean, do you think that there was always this initiative to do a TV show with it? Or was it meant to franchise and make more movies? I think the initial idea was that this was going to be his introduction into um, Netflix to create, or to, to not create, to um, add to the Snyderverse oh um, of Zombies. And I, I think this was meant to be like his first movie with them. And then it was kind of going to go from there. That's the impression we all got. Mm. Um, I don't know that I, I've never heard anything about a TV show, but again, I'm not high up. I don't really rank. So I don't know that anyone would have told me anyway. Um, <laughs> you weren't, you weren't privy to that info. Yes. I'm not that important. Um, yeah. but I know that we all kind of got the impression that this was like Netflix kind of being like, Hey, welcome to the fold. This is now your platform where you can kind of grow your, this universe that you've started and you're now expanding on i mean i like they gave him the the keys of the kingdom but i mean here's here's my problem with that is he already had the keys the kingdom to the dc eu and screwed that up so why would so hold on hold on i don't know that 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 was fair to say no 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 okay that's that's if alex if you're listening to this he's probably seething right now because there was a lot going on politically in that time in that time frame Sure, and there's a lot going on with him personally. Yeah, yeah, he had he during was, that. A, he was a huge with family a lot tragedy. Of, yeah, a yeah, lot of yeah. tragedy. In so his that's life. not fair to me to say that, but I mean, still, no. money, money being what it is. So, so this is Netflix saying, "Here, here, here, you go, Mr. Snyder. Do what you will with this, with with your Snyderverse and Netflix." Is that what this is? It kind of that's what we got the impression was. Everyone working on the movie was kind of like, "Oh, this is going to be like the first of." several films that he's doing with them that's the way it seemed um i i don't know if that was kind of just us being hopeful of like oh okay like we'll get to see more of his work um if it was kind of just a a reaction to us really liking the the atmosphere that he and deb create on set um i I don't know i i don't remember anyone specifically saying that that's what was happening 
but I know that that was the general feeling was like, oh, this is like his, he's moving, he's transitioning to a platform that will allow him to expand this universe that he's created okay. for himself. Okay, fair enough. Okay, well, I mean, Zack Snyder is a very capable filmmaker. I don't want to say he's not, but he sure. is. That's the thing that kills me is like, he's better than this. That's why I expected more from Army of the Dead. Because, oh, a zombie movie made by Zack Snyder? He's, not only has he done this before, it's been several years for him to think about what he's done. So, well, so let's, let's talk about this movie as a whole, though. So much like every other Netflix movie we seem to watch lately, this movie's two and a half hours long. Is there any reason for this movie to be as long as it is? Like, every single thing they do is drawn out. Nothing plays out exactly right, which is fine. I get there's got to be an element of surprise. But I don't understand why we get two hours and 28 minutes long of a movie, and this is the movie quality that we get. So many questions unanswered and things like that. Like, if you spent two and a half hours in a movie... You shouldn't have this many questions. Right? I agree with oh, this many unclosed threads. Yeah, and then and then to be like, well, maybe there's another cut somewhere that's four hours long that answers questions. That's unacceptable. To no, me. no, I completely but agree it, with you. Well, because I mean, that's also been my problem with the other the other big Zack Snyder thing with the Justice League. You gave me a two hour movie that was bad. If you need a five hour movie to show me that, hey, it's not quite that bad. You fucked up twice. Well, I mean, look, in all fairness. It's just not okay. Well, but in all fairness, he also, like like you just corrected me, he didn't finish that movie either. I, no, I understand that. Yeah. But so, again, though, it's still not very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justice League, when it was released, was a three at best. The Snyder Cut made it a five, maybe that's a five, a, maybe a five and a half. That's not a win. No, especially with the $50 million I spent to raise it three <laughs> numbers. It's still not great. No, I totally agree with you. But, I mean, I... <sighs> I think well, it is frustrating to have a movie that's this that takes that that's that long and like they could have cut out the entire storyline with Gita and all of and the the women that were there they could have cut that out completely. Yep. And well, answered. I mean, let, let's talk about her questions. Yeah. So how she disappears. Well, okay, we'll get to that part. The, uh, I'll lead on this one for a second. That is my least favorite part of this movie is the entire storyline with dad and daughter. It's just useless and terrible and eye rolly and predictable and so much movie is wasted on on these two and what their situation is but i mean someone someone loved the ending <laughs> that's why that stayed in there is because the ending the ending was trash i i mean no i mean <laughs> if the movie would have ended after she shot him and then the helicopter touched down and then the credits roll i'd have been fine with it it's the continuation of the omari story that kills me. I don't mind that part. No, the scene. I don't mind that part. I mind the fact that they wasted like twenty minutes in the middle just to try and make it like, are they going to get out? Are they going to get out? Is he going to find her? Are they going to make it out before the bomb dropped? I but bet you nobody line, cared. It didn't. Nobody was emotionally invested in Gita or any. The other two didn't even have names. And <laughs> no, that's no, true. Nobody was invested in them emotionally. Nobody really cared. The only person that cared about them was his daughter. But then when she took off to go find them, it was first of all, like, well, duh, of course she's going to do that. And yeah. second of all, like, who fucking cares? Leave her behind too. Like, what? Yeah, like, you want to die in this shithole? That's fine. Like, it just, it, it felt like that 15, 20 minutes that they gave to that storyline could have gone toward explaining some of the other questions. And, like, what the hell was the whole, like, we're looking at these bodies on the floor and they're like, it's us. In a, in a different, different timeline, timeline. We, but then we never circle back around to that like you know 
oh, look at these guys. They're even scarier when it rains. But then we never circle back around to that. They're blue yeah, for, when you shoot two them, and a half hour we movie. never circle around. You don't, we don't get any closure to anything. But, I mean, the biggest thing, honestly, is Guida's storyline. Like, she's in the helicopter crash. Is she dead? <laughs> Are we supposed to assume she died in this helicopter crash? You're talking about Gita. Turning back to Gita. You're talking about Gita. Yeah. How, how we yeah, because she was in the helicopter, but they, you never see her again. No, she's just gone. And nor does the, nor does the daughter, who is the, who is the sole... Who is the sole person behind finding Gita? Does she search for Gita when no, helicopter it's not like, you know, even all, I'm like seriously, all you have to do is have like a side shot of her dead body there, and I never asked this question. You're you're <laughs> not wrong. You're not She's wrong. She's just gone. She vaporized. <laughs> Shit, she could have teleported out. I don't know. Yep. No, you're not you're, you're not but that's the whole thing with like I wonder if it was like, okay, at this point, guys, we just need to finish the movie. We're already, you know. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, seriously, at some point, you just have to say. <laughs> Goddamn Dave shaved his fucking head again. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get out. This is, we're way over budget here. <laughs> we're way over budget. Just cut the hair. Even, cut the hair. We even got a scene that closed out the feelings of like, what is the, you know, the evil, what's his face that wanted them to go in in the first place. We even got to see a close up or a wrap up of what happened to him. But like, he does the reason they almost didn't make it out. And we don't know what happened yep. to her. Like nope. what, what is the other person's name? Do we ever find out what those two girls names are? Nope. No. Like, wait, why are we risking our lives to go back and get them? And then nothing happens with them. It That's just doesn't make sense. Hold on. Another question. Why do we get a Siegfried and Roy reference? Because like they the had tigers, to have the Because they wanted the tiger. Because tiger, tiger zombies fucking cool. I mean, I mean, listen, I got no problem with the Tigers on me. Siegfried and Roy's not a thing anymore. No, it hasn't been a thing for, it like, hasn't been for like, years. like 20 years. Yeah, it hasn't been a thing for like 20 years. It's like, come on, man. Um, like, I just, mean, just all right, well, this movie obviously has who, bit the, who bit the tiger? <laughs> That's my question. I wondered that. I'm like, who? which one of them decided, like, mm. That's a snack right there. I'm gonna bite the tiger. I'm gonna get this tiger. <laughs> I mean, so okay, okay. Let me let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask. You, so so. I understand somebody biting a horse though. No one's getting near the fucking tiger. <laughs> Especially on a zombie. Be like fuck you all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, question, Amy. This was always considered. This was this was always a Netflix production. Correct. Okay, so this was never like. Sometimes we watch a lot of Netflix movies that like. Like six months prior to it, we see a trailer that doesn't have the Netflix logo, and then all of a sudden it's got the Netflix logo. So we've we seen that happen many by times. Netflix. We were one hundred percent a Netflix production. I was actually surprised that it had a theatrical release because we were always told it was a Netflix production. Well, Netflix is doing that now to be considered. I mean, I don't, I don't. This was never because the they wanted to get some Oscar buzz for this. But I mean, maybe it'll get something for like CGI <laughs> or like. Because listen, somebody left. Thank you. Look, look, best looking zombie cat of twenty twenty one. I mean, I mean, who, who, who knows? But I mean, I mean, the set design was the set design was incredibly impressive. Granted, sure. I think it's weird that if these zombies are so like intensely like athletic how they couldn't climb the walls of the shipping containers but that's you know that's another story for another day but the set design itself was fantastic and the the effects makeup and everything that went into that was amazing so if there is going to be anybody being recognized for things i do think set design and the the makeup those processes were absolutely flawless oh my god are, are, are we gonna have another scenes. are we gonna have another uh, academy award-winning suicide squad situation on our hands where 
It's just, well, you got to say it's an Academy Award winner because it is, but I mean, it won nothing else. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right, Roger? At least Roger knows. Yep. Yeah, that's my point. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like, look, I'm all about giving credit where credit is due, sure. I mean, I mean, and some of those, and I mean, and, and, but, but just I want to say this before we start wrapping up is like some of those sequences, like the one where they're running in the casino, was actually kind of cool. It would have required tons of precision timing, it would have required tons of rehearsal. I have major respect for that. I mean, especially like as much as we like John Wick on this podcast and like movies like Nobody and Atomic Blonde, we definitely have an appreciation for those kind of scenes where it just those it looks really complicated. Fun to watch. Fun. We yeah, watched I mean, them film the the scene in the the opening sequence when they're all like taking over the casino and they're running through as like en masse. We watched them film that before lunch one day because we were called down to lunch too early. And they were like, no, no, don't go out yet. And so we sat and watched them film it. And it was, it was choreography. It was, it was pure and simple. There's no other way to put it. They choreographed it beautifully. And the first AD Misha was absolutely phenomenal getting all of them to do what they were supposed to do when they were supposed to do it. And the, so many the stunt people parts. on this film were just phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's like that's Listen, a whole stunt thing, people you know? run Hollywood. I don't care what anybody says. Well, the stunt people and teamsters run Hollywood. <laughs> that's that's for damn sure. Jeez. I mean, straight at the mob, huh? <laughs> I, look, look. I mean, look. You don't you don't mess with teams. I mean, you don't you just mess don't, with teamsters. You don't short pay them. You don't mess with teamsters. You just don't. Or you're gonna find all your all your truck tires are flat. Then at the very next day, uh, horse you... in your bed. Horse <laughs> <head>. <laughs> all right, let's 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 wrap up before we do. Um, Amy, as you know, this is traditionally where we assign a number to, uh, you know, a number between one and ten, or whatever you thought this movie deserved. I mean, there's no right answer here, so whatever you think it deserves, as long as you can. There are many wrong answers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, ten is a wrong answer, but as long as you can provide, you know, a reason to why you're giving it the number you're giving it, then it's all good. Um, I will start us off. I, I I'm giving this movie a four, mm. and the only reason it wasn't a three and a half because I wanted to make sure I squeeze in. What I just did with the core, the choreography at times was pretty impressive, and I gotta say, with all those moving parts and some of those scenes, I think that's kind of awesome. So that was enough to raise it from a three and a half to a four for me. Is I think I think that's where this movie sits at a four. Anyone want to go, Chris? You want me to go? I'll go. So this movie's about a three for me. Um, I wanted to give it more. I wanted this movie to be better than what it is. There are there's about six unresolved plot points. There are many points where Dave Batista puts on his old lady reading glasses and looks like he ages like forty years instantly. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, why is this thing? Listen, I get it. I have to wear glasses every day. I have glasses that suit my face. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, also I respect him for randomly shaving his head. Twenty five respect for him. Listen. It was a boss move. That's why. As a power move, right? Um, but still, three. Yeah. This movie is an is a disappointment for me. Okay. Very much so. So I mind you, I gave a three to Mortal Kombat, and I thought it was an incredible improvement. Like a bad movie. <laughs> so I want to give this movie a higher a higher score than I'm going to give it. And I th- the opening credit scene is what actually defines it for me. So this movie, I wanted to give it a six and a half because I did have fun with it. It is a it, it's a decent kind of turn on a turn on a movie, let it play, see some cool shit, awesome. But I felt more emotion in the opening credits of this movie than I did at any other time. When that woman and the daughter get crushed by the um, by the last um, 
like tank that tanker Container. that goes down. I was mad, upset, angry, confused, and I needed answers. And like, and, well, really, Shouldn't because, have been standing there. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, but it's but it's just like it was like, damn, you know, that sucked. And I felt more emotion there than I did with the whole rest of this movie. So it's got it's got to be a three. It's just not that great. They don't do a good job with explaining anything, and there's no investment for me. I was more invested in the opening credits. That sucks. All right, that's I mean, that's look, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Was that my turn? Did, yeah, that's your cue, sure. Amy. That, that, that that's okay. your hard in <laughs> for your turn. Hear me Hello. out. Hear me out. I'm going to give this movie in its entirety because I had the pleasure of seeing it from beginning through fruition on screen. I'm going to give it a six simply because I know how much went into it that didn't necessarily translate into the final product which I don't know if I can do that because I think I'm supposed to be judging based on the final product, but I feel like giving it less than that is going to be doing such a disservice to all of the incredible talent that went into making this project. Well, the tens of people that listen to our podcast will be deterred by our numbers. So, (laughs) Okay. Okay. If I'm basing it on just the final product, the finished product itself, I'm going to give it a four. Nice. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you, that's, you know, one of the movies that I saw, all cool stuff was Out of the Furnace. That movie was really bad, but I saw some cool stuff, so I would have given it a better score than most people would have given it. But I mean, I I understand where you're coming from. I very much understand where you're coming from. And I'd be willing to bet there's a longer cut of this we see in a year or two or God, I hope it's four and a half hours long. Oh, God. I don't think I have the... I hope that that documentary that they have in it gives a little bit of the, like, peek behind the scenes so you guys can see what, you know, what the, what the, the makeup was that went into this and what the, um, you know, what all the the VFX people that went into it. Like, because, honestly, the, the level of craftsmanship that people brought to this project, it may not be super evident in the final product, but I can tell you wholeheartedly it was there. All right. I mean, that's, that's fair. I can't argue with that. I mean, it's film is artists coming together to make a collaborative effort, even though it may not seem like that these days, that's what film is. So army of the dead. I expected more from you and Zack Snyder. I expected more from you. Shame (laughs) on you, Zack Snyder. Shame on you. All right. This has been episode 200. And 28 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on um, Pod, the podcast service of your choice oh, of, the following, <laughs> of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, oh, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment, you rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. He's Christopher Bond. Amy, do you, do you want to say where people can find you or just say your name? I mean, I don't. I have Twitter and I can't remember what it is. She um, says, I'm Amy. I'm Amy. Find me. Uh, Amy Temple 84 on Instagram, but I don't remember Ooh. what my Twitter is. Oh, you're checking out the gram, huh? All right. I don't remember what my Twitter is. I haven't used it in forever. I'm sorry. No I, heard, I heard you're getting Venmo. Do we want to get that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so I, I made a statement last week about how people should Venmo me things when I fix their script. And um, yeah. 
which I blatantly stole that from a guy that does hockey analytics. It, you know, it's a, every year it, when the deadline comes and somebody has a question, if you pay me a million dollars a year, I will just tell you if you should do it or not do it. And that's what I say should go. But if you make a different decision, that's up to you. But for a million dollars, I'll fix your script. Fair enough. All right. Should I do this? Yes. Should I do this? No. That'll be a million dollars. All right. All right. And next week, we're talking about A Quiet Place Part 2 and Cruella. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. All right, we're kind of... Fuck, man. I got to do some major editing. Don't forget to check out our on Facebook. We're always posting things there. And YouTube. Send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Cruella. And we think no, you. we're not. We're not doing that. We're talking about a quiet place too. And oh, that's Cruella. right. Sorry, you know, you're, you're, you're right. You're, thank you for that. Okay, I'm just gonna cut that part out. <laughs> Good.